Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self. and welcome to another episode of the Goddess Diaries Radio. This is episode number 31, and I'm so happy that you've joined me here this evening. This is your place for daring to remember your sacred self. I am your host, Dawn Champagne, and I want to welcome you back. (laughs) If you haven't done so already, I invite you to download your three free goddess gifts when you sign up for my newsletter. You can find the sign-up form over at my blog at www.thegoddessdiaries.org. And I hope that you think of this as a toolkit to unleash your inner goddess, daring to remember your sacred self. You can find the link here on Blog Talk Radio or find me at www.thegoddessdiaries.org. And speaking of the newsletter, (laughs) in last week's newsletter, I shared a message about the bee and how the bee has been giving me little doses of medicine ever since the beginning of this year, 2015. And because we just celebrated the full honeymoon last week, it seems that bee messages are cropping up everywhere. I don't know if it's because we just celebrated the full honeymoon or if that's just what my awareness is entrained to at this particular point in time, (laughs) but they are. They're cropping up everywhere. I see them everywhere. I see bees everywhere out in my garden, uh, just flying around wherever I'm at, Um, messages on Facebook, on social media, Everybody seems to be talking about bees right now, so I thought, okay, there's your sign. (laughs) And I am a big believer in animal medicine. And what I mean by that when I say animal medicine is that uh, that, um, seemingly unusual appearance made by a specific animal at a synchronous time in your life. For instance, I'm pretty sure you've probably had experiences like this where you might notice, um, for instance, a specific bird over and over, and you might attach a certain meaning to that. Or maybe, say, you're in the midst of a really profound conversation uh, when a butterfly lands on your shoulder, for instance. You know, whatever it is, these are animal messages. These aren't to be confused with animal totems, Uh, which is more like your spirit animal, but the messages are said to be intuitive doses of medicine that if you can accept it at the time, can lead you to insanely profound shifts in your awareness. So today on the podcast, we are going to talk about that. We're going to take some look at take a look at some common metaphors for the bee. And I want to ask the question, are you too busy? (laughs) 
I chuckle, but it's a question that a lot of us can probably relate with. So in light of that, I want to thank you for actually tuning in and listening today because if you are like a lot of modern women, you are probably listening to this while you're doing something else, right? (laughs) You're probably multitasking, um, doing some tasks around the house or running errands in your car or whatever. You're the multitasking goddess in charge of family life, work, just life in general, running a household. You might have a busy career or a demanding family life or just a lot of hobbies or volunteer obligations and you just want to do it all. I have to stop and take a breath after even saying that because Unfortunately, for a lot of us who deal with um, the busyness of life, it really, it leads to overwhelm. And instead of getting stuff accomplished, we may actually, in fact, feel like we're spinning our wheels, spinning around in circles, stressed out. And instead of accomplishing anything, we just worry about how we're ever going to manage anything at all. So I know that I felt this way before, and this is something that <laughs> I, I recall um, after my ex and I divorced uh, about 14 years, yeah, 14 years ago, um, I found myself a single mom of four young children and a coworker, she's so kind, she was, um, you know, sincerely inquiring about how things were going and as I was telling her how everything was going she just kind of stopped and she I remember I remember her saying oh my gosh you are so busy and I thought oh, what no I I'm not busy I'm a multitasking goddess I put the toddler in the bathtub and and shave my legs and let him splash around <laughs> and then when he's done with the bath I use the splashies that that he splashed all over the place to mop up the floor and voila, three birds, one stone, booyah, done, <laughs> right? But <laughs> but now life really, it really is busy. It's still just as busy, quote unquote, you know, there's always things to do, always something to be done. The laundry doesn't do itself, you know, all those things. So there's always something going on. And maybe you feel this way too. Maybe maybe you're the busy mom with the kids in after-school activities or sports, drama, music, whatever. Uh, maybe you have a busy career, like I mentioned, you know, that requires you to be everywhere and to be everything to everyone. Um, and maybe that's why the message of the bee is so important for us right now. And I just hope that we can all just kind of settle in Take a deep breath and just listen, B, and hear with our hearts what she really has to say about all of this. <sighs> so the bee, in my opinion, is a very, very miraculous creature. Um, the bee has long been associated with the goddess. And It's actually quite interesting to read on the history of, for instance, the Minoan bee goddess and discover that it was through observation of bee colonies, beehives, the bee itself, that um, some historians say 
that that's how we learned how to be a civilized culture in fact how to add culture to um, our civilization you know ancient cultures worship the bee and the bee's work quite literally sweetens the world and so if we can pay closer attention to the habits of a bee there's a lot of meaning in there we can glean a lot of uh information about what it really truly means to be a worker or even really what it means to just be. (laughs) Um, The honeybee, for instance, the honeybee has a really vision and it, that vision is what drives it in all of its tasks all day long. And that mission simply is to create honey. So there might be different types of bees. You have the queen bee, you have the worker bee, you have the drone bee, and they each have their own various tasks that each is, I guess, predestined towards. But even in all of those little minute details of the tasks that they are busy doing, it lends to the overall vision. Their work pushes them forward to the bigger, grander vision, which is to make honey. And so the main message of the honeybee is, I think, to enjoy the journey as much as the destination, to keep your sights set on the bigger picture and determine if your actions or your tasks that you do in a daily basis are getting you closer to that big dream. And here's the interesting thing. A lot of us who are um, caught up in the busyness of life, we may have a big dream or a big vision, but for some reason we get caught up in the little busy tasks that take us away from that big vision and uh, we get zeroed in on the little things and and that just ha- that's exactly what has us spinning in circles and not accomplishing anything. So how to tell if you have busy bee syndrome? Well, I I hate when people <laughs> tell me that I am busy. You know, like, oh, wow, you are so busy. That just, it triggers me because I guess I have to check myself and think about all the little things that I'm doing and whether or not it is leading to my bigger, grander vision. So from the outside looking in, it may appear that I'm busy, 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 busy. But when I check myself and reassess and, you know, figure out why this is triggering me, I realize, oh, it's because I don't want to um, get off track from that grander vision, from the bigger picture. And, you know, is is it these little things that I'm doing or excuse me, are these little things that I'm doing pulling me away from the bigger picture or are they pushing me towards the bigger picture? And if I can honestly answer in my own experience um, that they're propelling me toward that vision, then I know that I'm okay and that it's not a, you know, the busy bee syndrome. Uh, (laughs) But if it's not, that can really trigger me. That can really trigger me. And I don't know about you, but I have a feeling that If you take a look at the little things, the little tasks that you do on a daily basis, 
and use that bigger vision as the litmus test, um, you might be surprised at what you discover. So how many times have you used your busyness as an excuse for not being able to participate in the little things that make life a big deal? Like if there's a, a birthday party or um, I don't know, just a walk around the park with your partner or your loved ones, you know, just the little things. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't do that right now. That might be a sign that you are suffering from busy bee syndrome. Um, another thing that might contribute or uh, be a telltale sign is when you wear your busyness as a badge of honor. Uh, <laughs> this one I see a lot. I think that there's two different kinds of women who who suffer from the busy bee syndrome. The first camp uh, kind of look like this. I think there's there's different uh, segments or spectrum of it, but the first camp, it looks like this. There's the woman who has huge obligations on the home front, always cleaning her house, always has to have everything neatly, tidy, and in order. She may have a busy career where everyone needs her all the time. Her children might be um, scheduled to the hilt, you know, booked in after-school programs, soccer, ballet, music, dance, whatever. Um, I think that there's also another way that that might look is the woman who wants to do it all. She's interested in doing all the things, <laughs> wants to learn how to carve a totem pole, be a silversmith, be an herbal healer, um, create, you know, all these things while also having a nine-to-five job, a demanding family schedule, the desire to be everything to her husband at all times. Or it might even look like... Uh, the career woman who volunteers for everything at work. Um, she volunteers for the birthday committee, the uh, charity fundraiser event, the um, all the stuff at her children's school. Or if she doesn't have a child, you know, then she's volunteering for all different kinds of things around the community. And that is the kind of busy bee that, may appear from the outside looking in, may appear like you are an important person, but on the inside looking out, um, the likelihood, it's more likely that you are suffering. You are suffering from not feeling like you are enough. And that's where the busy bee syndrome really is a problem and can really wreak havoc on your life. And <laughs> so I said that there were two different camps of, of the busy women out there. So that was the first camp that I just explained. Um, the second camp is, is a more free-flowing, mindful, kind of graceful busy. And this would be the kind of woman who, she has a family life, she may have a career, uh, or she may be a stay-at-home mom, or she may have volunteer obligations or very active in her uh, community in different ways. But all of her obligations are managed in a mindful way that uh, when checked against her overall big vision of, of how she wants to feel in her life and what her big vision picture is, she has the ability to say no to those demands 
in a mindful and peaceful way. And so I ask you, which end of the spectrum do you fall on? Which camp do you belong to? The busy bee camp or the graceful busy camp? Because I think that in this day and age, in modern America at least, um, busyness is a fact of life. And it's, you know, despite the modern innovations of technology and all, all of that, ironically, ironically, we pay a big price for those modern innovations. And part of it is the busyness of our lives. Um, it seems to, every time we create a new innovation or have a new innovative technology at our disposal, we've created space for ourselves. But in a way, it's almost like we don't know how to manage in that space, how to keep and hold that space. So we're constantly filling it with other things. And so that first camp, busy, busy, busy bee camp, is the um, lack mentality. It's the symptom of, of believing that you are not enough, that there is never enough, that um, you have to do all, be all, have all. And unfortunately, that's what it looks like. Or excuse me, it's not. That's not what it looks like for every American. Unfortunately, that is a a huge segment of our culture, a huge segment of our population. And so, uh, busyness is a fact of life, but it does not have to be that way. There is a way that you can manage with grace your obligations in a very peaceful and mindful way. And basically what it boils down to is what I mentioned at the top of the show is how it it all comes back to using your grander vision for the litmus test. Is this propelling me toward my goals? Is this propelling me toward my dreams? Is what I am doing in this moment right now pushing me toward that bigger, grander vision. And so what might this look like? Well, let's say, for instance, you have an online business and you're a one-woman show. You're running the whole thing. Um, This can be a difficult thing to do, I know, because I do it (laughs) on a weekly basis. Uh, I have an online business and I am a one-woman show, but I had to get to a point where I had to figure out what things will bring the biggest buck, you know, where is my return on investment best? um, Where is it going to be? Where is that best return on investment? So I had to stop doing a lot of the little things like, um, oh, I can't even think right now, little things like uh, the little nitpicky details of um, setting up a blog post, for instance, Um, I have a system now where I have a blog template and I can I can write in Scrivener, for instance. I use Evernote and Scrivener. I write my blog post and then I transfer it into the blog template and schedule it, post it. It's done. In the past, I would... Um, I would agonize over it. <laughs> I would agonize over it. But I also have enlisted the help of my daughter, who is my assistant, and I I do pay her. I pay her in both cash and favors, <laughs> you know, little things here and there that help her out um, 
in life. And I think that, you know, this this can help a lot of people as well if they can take a look at the bigger things and focus their attention on where the biggest bang for their buck is going. Um, you know, I had a friend, here's an example too. This is This is another example of what that might look like. I have a friend who has a young child and she needed to get him in a social setting, but she didn't want to put him in daycare because she was a stay-at-home mom and she didn't want that extra expense. So she also needed a break every once in a while. So what she did was she created a a co-op, a little kind of a co-op daycare swap for her son and um, other children in the neighborhood. And so the women, the mothers would uh, swap childcare duties and every so often, you know, like once a month she had to, it, it came around to her turn. And so she would host all the children at her home. But this was a, a great thing for her because it allowed her the opportunity to take a break from being a mom every so often. She could go and do her, her errands, um, schedule her time accordingly. And then once a month she would have she would be the host mom and the other moms got a break. And so it worked out for everyone and nobody was paying anything for it. So that was, that was good on all of their pocketbooks. And so I guess my big point here is that it just all comes down to leading with feeling and prioritizing your tasks in that way. So if you find yourself spinning your wheels doing everything, not accomplishing anything, and take a deep breath and look around you and check in to remember what it is, how you want to feel. And just use that as your litmus test. Because if it doesn't make you feel how you want to feel, then why are you doing it in the first place? And I think that sometimes we might... um, try to justify well you know use those actions to justify um, against our feelings but I warn you if if you're trying to justify your actions to fit into the mold of your your true soul desires then your soul's going to pick up on that that's a lie your soul's going to pick up on it it's going to retaliate in like the most unseemly of ways the most inappropriate time (laughs) you know you don't want to do that but it is it's all about just checking in with yourself prioritizing your actions against the way that you want to feel and really get some clarity around that you know if if your big vision doesn't have any feeling attached to it then it may not be a grand vision or it may not be the grand vision that your soul truly desires. So I would get some, spend some time and and get some clarity around that. But um, something that I wanted to share too, right around the same time that B started making a presence in my life at the beginning of the year, it was the end of January, the beginning of February. And it was at the same time I was taking a, community or a continuing education course Brene Brown who is an author of Daring Greatly and she does a lot of work around shame and shame issues and she's been on Oprah and she's just an amazing amazing thought leader and I just really um, love her work but she uh, was talking about 
this to an extent in one of her speeches. And what she was talking about specifically was the lack mentality that we live in. When we take on everything, when we try to do it all, be all, have it all, um, it's she mentioned it as a a way to subvert the pain of being vulnerable. Because when someone comes to you and asks, can you make 20 cupcakes for Susie's classroom birthday party tomorrow, um, teachers, <laughs> I'm not going to say all teachers do, but I've been in the position where I've had a teacher ask me that question, and I felt like the immediate response should be yes. And I could totally relate to her story of, of what she was sharing with these cupcakes because I had been there. Um, in her story, she shared that she used to take on all of these tasks and obligations without any any thought. But then she'd be up late at night baking these cupcakes, cussing <laughs> while doing it and resenting the fact that she said yes. And it really um, didn't feel good for her in that moment. So when she turned 40, Brene Brown bought a special ring. And it was a ring that she wore, she wears on her ring finger. And it's a double-barreled, it's kind of a double-banded ring where the outer band spins around. And she had this lovely tip that I share with you that I have used um, myself. And it is when somebody asks her now if she could volunteer for something or provide something or do something or whatever, she will take that ring and she twists it around her finger three times. And she recites this mantra that says, um, it, it, oh gosh, what is the mantra? I just went totally went blank. I think it was, um, I can't remember what the mantra was, but something like, uh, something over resentment. Uh, she was, anyway, it was, um, it was a boundary test for her. It was her, it was her way of pausing before saying yes to the person's request. And it was her boundary-setting technique that allowed her the opportunity to reflect on whether or not this obligation would be in alignment with her core values and with her feelings of her bigger, grander vision. So... If you are ever confronted or feeling like you have to take on something that you may later resent, that might be one way for you to circumvent that resentment and keep you in alignment with your bigger, grander vision yourself and keep you from being the busy bee that can be so unproductive. Not about it's not so much about being busy. I read a great quote today on Facebook. Um, not so much about being busy, but it's why you are busy. Um, and the quote actually says this. It says, it's not so much about being busy. It's why you are busy. The bee is praised. The mosquito is swatted. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I hope that you enjoy your week. I know next week uh, we've got another message, another animal totem message. 
And I can't wait to talk to you all about it. So until then, I love you to the moon and back. Namaste. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host,